0: Boys out of college. You know, I was talking to some friends earlier this week who know a lot about astrology, and they were telling me I'm a Scorpio and all this bullshit. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Scorpios don't beat around the bush, so I won't beat around the bush, and I'll just throw this in right now. We have Gavin Petty on the podcast this week. Gavin,
1: the, the feeling, feeling is here,
0: ready to talk to you. All the boys. He's in the building. Gav, thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having the courage to join. A lot of people haven't. A lot of people have reached out, pulled back, that sort of thing. Um, you came on this week. You told us
1: win or loss. I'm coming on the pod. Gavin, it's yeah. great to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Trent. Good to be on. You know, I think it can be a little intimidating. Everyone thinks you got to take like a, b- a bunch of notes, you know, and you got to come prepared. Really, just come on the pod and talk with the boys. That's what it is. All that's it all it ever was.
2: was. That's all it ever yeah, was. It and was. and honestly, if you haven't come on the podcast yet, you're scared, and um, that's it. You're scared, and we listen. We'd love to have you. No, but in all seriousness, we love everybody in the league. If you haven't come on, I'm sure there's a perfectly good reason. You know, besides people like Nate and Clarky. But I need um, a on the yeah, we would love to have you. We've been waiting. Me and Trent have been chomping at the bit at our inboxes, just waiting for that thing. Nate Willett, let me on the podcast. Yes.
0: Yes, by the way, there were two other uh, fine young gentlemen who reached out to us this week, who I will I will keep them anonymous because I think they might be coming on next week if things work out. But people want to get on, so it's great. Obviously, like Ethan and I continue to say, this show is what we make it. Um, so we're thrilled that Gavin's here because he sent in a hell of a rap last week, and we're going to break that oh, all yeah. down and get into all that stuff. But first, I do want to say, this is the first time and, and you guys of course have the right reserved to not discuss this matter. I am a little drunk when we're doing this. so <laughs> I just fully fully dis, full disclosure. I just want to throw that out there right now as this is only going to our buddies. I've been drinking white wine for three hours with my aunt. Uh, watch I watched the Women Tell all for the Golden Bachelor tonight. That was electric. A lot Jeez. going on there. A lot of good-looking women too Alabama. now the
2: golden bachelor the golden bachelor they 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 threw an older gentleman out there didn't they they did and they, and they allowed him to play the field
1: oh played. Well, i walked in from work one day and audrey was just watching that and i was like what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what is going on? so i've heard i've heard he that this guy i've heard that this guy on
2: the i've heard that this guy on the show is like actually a really nice guy though is that right
0: Oh, Ethan, he is the salt of the earth. He yeah. he cries like every single time he has to send any woman home, even if she like doesn't even speak English. Like It's a whole Whoa. thing with this guy. He what a good is, man. His name is Gary, and he is one hell of a guinea pig for this little golden bachelor charade they're trying out. But um, that's all. I just wanted to throw that out there because I can tell I'm already a lot sloppier than usual. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't, don't oh,
2: I don't care. We don't care. Trent, we don't care. Trent, do you care?
0: I am here to tell you right now. <laughs> we don't care. We
2: don't care. <laughs> In
0: honor of Gavin's text a week ago, two weeks ago, whenever that was, saying, hey, guys, we don't care if you go over an hour. So, hey, who knows how long this will take, but for the sake of time, I guess, ironically, we will move things right along. Do we want to start with the wrap? What do you guys think?
2: Um... I think we should. I think we should. I would love oh. to start with the rap.
0: So, for of sure. course, Gavin sends in Gavin, do you have a title for the song you sent in last week?
1: Oh man, The Feeling Chronicles. I'm pretty sure is what I named it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I but absolutely as you, know, love it. as you know, the Bible has First Chronicles and Second Chronicles. So,
2: ooh, are we getting the a thing, tease of Chronicles. a possible Yo, Second Chronicles? That's what, think, That's what it's I
0: think, That's what I think. We're the... four and a half minutes in. We're already getting a tease, Gavin. It's
1: you did a phenomenal job in, with that. In the thoughts, but we have not yet started uh, writing anything yet. So,
2: you still got to line things up with the producing company. With the
1: chronicles too. We'll see.
2: Next year, next year. You
1: know, are we? Not, are we going to see? Are we going to see a playoff
2: release? Are we going to see a playoff release this year? Anything happening around playoff
1: time? And that—that that just depends on if make the playoffs or not right now we're t- running a thin line operation over at the feeling. so raise our that's thin. gonna, that's gonna <laughs> raise your thin margins over here man oh uh, the ice has the
2: ice this. has never been thinner it's beginning to crack it's beginning to look like ice, ice age chapter one and uh let alone the ice age beginning here but the feeling you're skating on thin ice buddy and you're making it by might I say you're making it by
1: yeah. I mean, I was the highest scorer of the week this week. So let's not yes, like yes. pull that off. But we are I will admit I'm skating on thin ice. I am in talks with like twelve different managers right now about discussion and it is not looking good for the feeling.
0: Yeah, uh, well let's 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 bring that up real quick before we get into the wrap. Jack Gamini, owner slash governor, slash coach, slash general manager of Hi, Mr moon calling Gavin out today sending a trade request in the chat that I don't think was really
1: that bad I think we're all in agreement here like Typical I, I jack think, I, I had think Steve out of my ears after Jack put that in the chat bro I lit him up I well, lit yeah him up. I, want,
0: I want to hear I want to hear your thought process on this but first I'll give context because so for those of you who didn't know Gavin wanted to trade Jack Kyler Murray and Travis Kelsey. For Jalen hurts. That was the, that, because if you haven't looked Gavin doesn't have a healthy quarterback for this week and he happens to be playing me. So selfishly I'm hoping that Gavin isn't able to get a quarterback, but neither here nor there Um, on paper. I feel like that's a very, very fair trade. Kyler Murray's coming back. He's already projected 22 points in his first week. Plus Travis Kelsey's the number one tight end, best tight end ever, ever, ever. The, the the other thing, though, you got to remember, Jack's just not going to do that because Jalen Hurts has gotten him to this point in the season, and he's not going to switch it up now. I think that's just – it was just a matter of – I think it was a fair trade. It's just something Jack's simply not going to do. Gavin, can you walk us
1: through your thought process when you sent that trade Jack's way? You know, I'm really trying to just trade – someone that's not of very high value to me for just the scum of the earth quarterback. That's really what I'm trying to do. But, you know, a lot of people are being very, very difficult, and they want a piece of the feeling starting lineup. And I'm like, no, you're not going to get a piece of the feeling starting lineup for some some 2nd quarterback. Sorry, David, but I don't want Zach Wilson that bad. You know what I'm saying?
2: Whoa! Anyway, so- David got <laughs> <caught> astray. <laughs>
1: anyway astray. gavin th- it seems like it together. seems like this like trading business has been right? it seems
2: like this, like this like trading business has been keeping you up a little bit is that true
1: it's been, dude last night i spent maybe three hours just scouting <laughs> yeah. you're in the, the lab beautiful trades bro i'm in the lab and people are just they're just shitting on my trades man honestly and like, I thought I put something together good. You know, Kyler Murray and Travis Kelsey. I mean, let's be honest. Kyler Murray looks like he's in the real-life Toy Story Bowl.
2: When yeah.
1: he's, out there. he's like, what, 5'2", injury-prone. Like, him versus Jalen Hurts, who would you rather have?
2: Jalen Hurts. Exactly. But it, that wasn't the question. It wasn't a Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray swap. It was also the best tight end in the league. Sure. Now, I thought I thought it was teetering closer to even – but I did think I could see why from Jack's perspective that he thought it was pretty lopsided because I'm sure oh. in Jack's mind, Kyler Murray's an all-pro quarterback. When he comes back, he's going to light it up. Travis Kelsey's the undisputed best tight end in the league, and he has been for the past decade, basically. So I, I understand where he's coming from, but I, you know, being somebody who just traded away Jalen Hurts, I also see that that, that dude Jalen Hurts just changes games. He just changes games. And that's, automatic the, a- that's a- the bottom a- line. Yeah, it's an automatic.
0: Well, let's get back to the rap because that's something that I think everyone, uh, everyone who listens to this show, whether it be members of this league, ex-members of this league, shout out Cole Baron's man of the year. Cole Barons, Girlfriends, <laughs> mothers, grandmothers, grandfathers, all that good stuff. Whoever listens to this league or this podcast definitely heard a little something, something last week. And Gavin, Ethan kind of gave you a lot of credit last week, and it was deserved, of course. But is it true that you really came up with that entire song in a day and a half, two days?
1: <sighs> I didn't start writing it until Jack said he needed to hear something from me. So it was <laughs> within the week. Yes. It was, I almost it a solid three days, I would say. I worked on it for a solid three days, maybe two, three hours a day.
0: I almost wish that the song had come out a week later because this trade slander might've worked its way in because that's the other thing we called it a quote unquote diss track, but it really wasn't a diss track. You dished out a lot of love to the fellas.
1: I guess so. I mean, I think I threw disses where they were deserved and I threw some love out where it was deserved. I think I had to just kind of see where every team was at. Were they riding the wave? Were they starting to look on the come up or were they, uh, looking down in the dumps you know i kind of had to make that call on every single team and honestly i had written a lot of lyrics before the sunday games and then had to go back and rewrite a bunch of stuff after the games so mm. that was a little so uh, I,
2: I know there's a i, I know there's there. a lyric sheet out there and i and i'm pretty sure you sent it to trent i never got it but there was a couple lyrics that i for sure definitely wanted to go over because i i felt like there was a little bit deeper meaning to them so is there any way we can we can begin to go through line for line and we can kind of get a thought process
1: behind each thing here?
2: Uh, or or how do we want to do this? Do we want to kind of pick out a couple pieces?
1: Do you guys have like certain bars that you wanna have me pick apart? Or like
0: here's what I'll say. I'll say this. I think Ethan needs to drive on this because Ethan, you got this song before anyone else did. You got to listen to it exclusively before anyone else did. I know you've got some thoughts. So, Ethan, any single bar, any – uh, what what the fuck are they called? Stanza you want to talk about?
2: <laughs> I <laughs> would love to drive on this, Trent. I would love to drive on this. But, pause, I don't have a lyric sheet. So can somebody send that to me really quick so I can look at it? That is, is up to a, the G-Man. A, a, because G- I, 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 I can
1: forward that to you. Let me see. What yeah, I
2: mean. Ethan, EthanRisinga at gmail.com because I want to, like, be able to read off of it. I don't remember the lines verbatim.
0: Hey, in the meantime, while while you're working on that, Gavin, I will ask you this. Hopefully, not yeah. too much of a deep question, not too much of an intellectual question. But when I was listening to this, I got some Rick Ross vibes. I got some Will Wayne vibes. What served as your inspiration as far as the flow?
1: Bro, you guys ever listened to Flint Town rap? You guys ever heard of those rappers from Flint, what bro? The hell? Man. Rio, the Young OG, and RMC Mike, bro. They you are know what, fire. Gavin? Oddly enough, yes.
0: When I was living at Skyview at Michigan State, when I it was my junior year, I had some random dude move in who was 19 years old, went to community college, and his name was Wade. And he loved Flint rap. And that's all I fucking heard for like, like nine straight months. So yes, and now that you say that, Gavin, I can draw the parallel. You did very well with that if that was what you were Bro. going for.
1: Caden Petty put me on to Flint rap last year, and man, does that go hard in the gym? I tell you what. You were talking <laughs> about that crackhead energy, Ethan, about the tramp, you know? I'd be yeah. putting Flint town rap in my earbuds and <laughs> going crazy.
2: <laughs> all right, all right, Gianni. So yeah, I want I wanna I want to run through a couple of these lines, if you don't mind. And, you know, if if it, if it wasn't anything, but, you know, I, you were just kind of thinking and flowing, that's okay. You don't feel like you have to read too much into these. But I just want to, like, know your thought process behind a couple things. So am I good to start with
1: this? Yeah, we're good. I mean, I'm not really a freestyle man. I'm a pen and paper guy. I put a lot of thought into my lyrics.
2: You're a writer. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm a writer. So
2: the first thing I want to look at is the bar beginning with... Lost to Trev last night. Jimmy G ran out of energy. Sack after sack, that boy looking like an amputee. Was that a shot at the disabled community? Yes or no? Um, No, not at all. Okay, because I'm Did seeing see the alignment. times
1: that dude got sacked by the Lions? It was ridiculous. Yeah. Talk about looking... a hot button issue right away. <laughs> 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 look, we've, look,
0: we've done, trust me, we have done the PR train, David and Spencer on this show. <laughs> Damn it all. We have that <laughs> on here. We are Listen, we are going hot button. Go
2: my ahead, constituents me. are curious. My constituents are curious, but but I want to run it back with this. Gotta shake it off. Put the laggers in the scope, blow their head off. JF Kennedy. It's by season. I'll have to do it without Riddley. Now that little riddly that Ridley. just stumbled in the ears, and that made it sound so nice, man. That just hey, flowed. It's all right about along. the
1: triple notes, Energy, amputee, third degree. Kennedy, rid the leap. Hell yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're getting a little taste, a little taste here. That wine talking. But honestly, the flow like
1: switched off when it was like, got to shake it off, put the Ligers in the scope and blow their head off JF Kennedy.
2: Word. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) don't worry. Hey, I I, I was feeling it, bro.
1: And I was putting that bar
0: in.
2: Gavin, I
0: think, I think, so like, full disclosure again, not that this matters a ton, but last week when I heard it for the first time, Ethan just played it for me. On this, and of course, I edited that out when we uh put the podcast together because then I like put your actual song in there. So yeah. my reaction to everything in real time is on camera somewhere. I gotta send it to you because <laughs> the JF Kennedy bar in, in specific sent me through the roof. I was like th- that was still like towards the beginning or first half of the song. That's when I was absolutely hooked. Hook line sinker. That was great oh, by no. you. Love it.
1: I was trying to put something in there like I'm on the grassy knoll. Put them in the scope, but I don't know. I couldn't fit the grassy knoll <laughs> bit in there. I thought that would have been funny.
2: All right, Gavin. So I want to bring up another specific line. Hold on, I just lost my, my. Uh, oh, here we go. I want to bring up another line. One of my favorite lines in the entire song, and I feel like there's levels to this bar. chilling in the D, and we rockin' with the lions. Honolulu blue, man. We rockin' with Hawaiians. That was one of my favorite bars in the entire song. A because really? of the rhyme, B because of obviously, you know, Detroit. But C, we rocking with Hawaiians, but not a lot of people are going to mention. We're rocking with Pene Sewell, who is a Hawaiian or maybe American Samoa, however you want to call it, on our team. So I thought there was levels to that bar because we're rocking with Hawaiians in a couple different ways. Was that sure. was that one that you really
1: you he's know, like, that like, was sure. an unintentional, that was an unintentional parallel there. Uh I was more surface level on that bar, thinking the Honolulu, Honolulu, Hawaii, you know. I didn't yes. realize that we had an Hawaiian on the squad. Maybe I'm not true. American, American Samoa, man, I don't I know if that's Hawaiian
2: way. technically.
1: Well, time out. We used to have
0: two Hawaiians. Jelani Tavai was on the roster. Thank God yeah. he's not anymore. Thank Fair God, God. I'm speaking in past tense. But, yes, Gavin, that was awesome. Like like even just said, I didn't even put that together, that Penny Sewell is Hawaiian slash American and slash insert politically correct uh, lineage here. But, yes, Gavin, just another great – that one got me bricked up. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're rocking with the Lions then. Let's go. Go ahead, E. Yeah.
2: Gavin, I'm curious. Now the question is, I want to know where you thought the weakest part of this song was. Is there a part of the song where you were like, uh, like I, I just kind of needed to struggle through that one? In your opinion. you
1: know, I think the first verse had a lot of flow switch-ups and it felt a little choppy. And I think by the time I got to the second verse, everything was just flowing good. It was a different recording day. So I think I was just feeling it a little bit more the second day. Mm-hmm. But I would say... My weakest part of the song were these two lines here. Week eleven circled in red. I don't believe the curse. Get your ass out of the throne, but don't forget the purse. I think you that thought was, that was uh, a weak bar. Yeah, it didn't really. It didn't I really sound it just awkward. When came you just out saying. nowhere. That like flow just kind of came out of nowhere. But then the next part, I put some thought into this. Last week, the voice had some things to say about me. Shout out to all the dogs and shout out Aubrey.
0: Yes, that okay. <laughs> you guys get it? That great, yeah. Gavin. Was Aubrey. Gavin, that was one of one because not only was that just good rapping, it was proof of what we already knew, which was you listen to the podcast because that was two references to the podcast. It was okay. us doing the Aubrey thing and also Jack declaring himself the voice two weeks ago. So that was great. Well, for also,
2: you. also for all the dogs, it was a yeah. it was a yeah, for all the dogs drake dude and aubrey's name is drake yeah dude i never (laughs) hold on i didn't even put that one together i didn't either so get jack is the voice um for all the dogs that was the name of the episode also the name of drake's album shout out aubrey dude yeah that was pretty stellar man that was pretty stellar not even gonna lie good good stuff um that might have been your magnum opus that might have been that might have been the line that you get remembered for man that might that might be um yeah. can i tell you my favorite part of the song my personal yeah. favorite my personal favorite part of the song was the last verses when you went into the um when you started rapping after so bounce back after I can't, I can't find it out. Rock City got a, a squad because he's a strong drafter, knocking off teams, forget about him, a him, couple weeks after. League on his back, can he hold it like a strong bladder? Mahomes versus the Broncos had me holding back laughter. I thought your flow during that part was pretty good, and I, I was kind of like bumping my head, and I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me turn it up a little bit.
1: That's that RMC <laughs> mic flow for those who know. Listen,
2: listen, <laughs> there are there's so many people in this league that i don't know if they would look at gavin and understand that his rap culture knowledge his rap iq is really a lot higher than a lot of people might think and gianni studies the game he studies the verses he studies the music he does everything behind the curtains so gavin this song was just this was this is awesome man um Is there anything you think you need a little more credit for? That's my last question is what line do you think flew by a lot of people's heads? Because the Aubrey line clearly flew by my head. Is there any line that you think went by a a lot of people's heads besides that one? In other
0: words,
1: talk your shit. Go
0: ahead. Sorry. In other words. One
1: One of my favorite verses was real G's move in silence, like some garden gnomes, me and all my dogs stick together, like some silicone. And then my favorite part, Run a streak like Tyreek, I'll fade you without a comb. So Tyreek runs a streak, he also runs fades. But when Ah. you get a haircut, you get a fade. So I'll fade Ah. you, but without a comb. So I'm not talking about giving you a haircut fade, it's not a comb.
2: Trent, you know what I feel like we're we're doing right now? Have Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube that where the word genius comes in, they bring in like an artist. And they have him like oh, read yeah yep. the lyrics. This is what we're doing right now. And he's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're, like
0: we're, we're we're annotating. And I will say we, this too. Classes in session, damn it. Weekly notes, classes <laughs> in session. Because Trent, I
2: we, just know <laughs> I just know you're off of 10 cups of wine right now. And it's bro. so funny, bro. Uh, okay. it's so funny to me.
0: My eyes are half closed, but, hey, we're doing what we got to do. Uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't care. We got we, we actually do have an electric week of fantasy football to, to discuss. Gavin, oh, before, before I get to some questions for you as a manager slash governor slash general manager slash coach of the feeling mm-hmm. this year, I do want to throw out there one more question about the rap before we move on, if that's okay with you. I
1: want to know Here, where you
0: found the beat.
1: Where did I find the beat? Well, my friends, that just happens to be one of my favorite RMC Mike and Rio de Young OG songs, and you're gonna have to go check it out if you want to hear it. Man, can you drop what, the song? What's the,
2: what's the name of the song? Energy. Energy by
1: RMC Dion. RMC Mike and Rio de Young OG. All right. Well, there hey, you go. Hey, listen, it. if Having I'm gonna heavy. put you on, like, if I'm gonna put you on that, like, secular flint rap, I gotta put you on the Christian flint rap too. Because they got the Christian side of things over there, too. All right. Church bro, is they in got, session now. They got this guy named Emmanuel the Prophet, bro. And he is so fire.
2: I honestly feel like I've kind of heard of him. Emmanuel I do, I do. the Prophet. Yeah. It sounds familiar. Maybe. Maybe not. But good. We got Emmanuel the Prophet. And we got RMC...
0: RMC Mike and Rio to
2: Young OG. RMC Mike and real to young OG. Trent, why don't you go ahead and hit Gianni here with some questions about his managerial experience?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, Gavin, just to wrap up the rap thing, no pun intended. Caps off to you, man. No one else in this league has put in more effort than you did to put that in. Just for the hell of it. No one, this is labor of love. No one's making us do any of this stuff. But you continue to make things interesting. You're always active in the chat, despite a very, very tough uh, end of the season, despite a last place finish last season, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. We commend you. And I hope you know. I, I think I can speak for everyone in this league. I hope we get a Corinthians two, as, uh, as, as I hope we follow suit of the Bible and whoever wrote that one. But. I said
2: Corinthians? I hope I get a third. I hope I get a third Peter out of you, Gavin. Them.
0: We're gonna get three of them. We're get this is, a, this is a this is a trilogy, the holy trinity. All right, Gav, I got one question for you before we move into our week nine recap, uh, right, or is it, it week me. ten recap? Which one is it? E.
2: Uh, wait, what you said again?
0: We're recapping week nine, correct? After this, yes, yes, yes. the okay. week
2: nine recap.
0: Yes, sorry, a lot of wine, Gavin. Um, you had a very interesting strategy at the beginning of the season. And I just want to ask you about it because you haven't really had a great chance to voice your opinion. You took Jonathan Taylor, you took Cooper cup, two guys that were starting the season on IR. It's panned out. Okay. For you, we'll talk about your game later. Um, We'll talk about your record and the playoff picture and all that stuff later, but you are just as alive as anybody. What went into the high-risk, high reward boomer bust situation to pick those guys? And neither one of them is on your roster now. So what's up with that?
1: Let me point out that on draft day, I did not know that Cooper Cup would be injured. And I also <laughs> did not know that Jonathan Taylor would not report to training camp. When I drafted these guys, I was under the full awareness that they would be starting for the team week one. And... When I found out that they would both be missing at least four weeks, I was devastated. And did I push the panic button? No. I decided to keep my cool, stay calm and collected, and just wait to cash them in the bank. You know, I wasn't gonna try to trade them right away because they had no value. I wanted to wait until they came back. They put some good numbers up, and then maybe try to see what market value I can give. And I told myself in those first four games, I needed to win one. If I go 0-4, if I start 0-4, that's a climb that I do not want to try. I, that's not a hole I can dig myself out of, you know?
2: Didn't you end up going 2-2, two and two, or was it one No,
1: eight? I ended up going 1-3. and three.
0: Either way, though, Gavin, it sounds like you had a plan. You stuck to it. Your guys came through when they had to, and I commend you for taking that ballsy of an approach. I guess if there ever were a league to do it in, it would be in a sixteen man league where a lot of these swashbucklers like to trade, aka Ethan. um, so that yeah. worked out for both of you two. Um, why don't y'all discuss your trade from this week before we hop into the recap?
2: Yeah, so you know I could start this one off, yeah, me yeah. you know me and Gavin, longtime friendly managers. and um this deal took quite a quite a few days to hash out. and there was always some back and forth. There was always some some good practice going on. Everything was ethical, everything was moral we went at it back and forth. And the question of the matter was, my roots as a manager has never been in all all pro quarterback. It's been let me get somebody that doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't make mistakes, puts in 20 points, usually a game. And then my core is in my receiving and running backs. That's always been my core and my kickers. But kickers aren't really a thing this year for me. Um, so I knew that I could make a change. I was feeling good about making a change. And Gavin was the guy to uh, discuss that with. And, Gavin, I'll let you take it from here.
1: You know, my first question when I started to discuss in trade with Ethan was, what's it going to cost me to get Jalen Hurts? Because I, you know, I drafted Anthony Richardson, and I really thought that he was going to be something special. And for flashes there in the season, he really did look like he was going to be a good quarterback. But Then he went down. And... You guys know how my quarterback struggles have been playing out this season. It's it's not good when at least three games this season you have a quarterback put up less than five. That's not a recipe. For
0: yeah, Gavin, so I, will, I will throw this in there. I think you deserve a hell of a lot of credit for... Stick into your guns, stick into your formula, and when it doesn't work, you switch it up. I think of all the managers in this league, you've handled adversity very well this year. Maybe Chris was—I mean, Chris is the only one that I can think of that might have been a little better because he got a great win this week. We'll talk about that in a second. But Gavin, I am hard pressed to find anyone in this league that has the stones to do what you did, and you're the only married man in the league, so maybe that—maybe there's a
1: correlation there.
2: <laughs> Gavin I watch is it football true
1: every Sunday with. Give is, it, is it
2: is it true that the feeling has historically had poor quarterback play? Is that is that true?
1: Is that true? If Who's I do recall, Ethan, I believe year one, the feeling had Peyton Manning. Oh,
2: that this,
1: year, Peyton Manning dropped 55 touchdowns and an NFL record for passing yards. And then, if I do so recall... Year two, the feeling had Andrew Luck, who finished the number one quarterback.
2: I was going to ask if that was the year he retired or if that was the next year.
1: That was, no, that was like when he was in his prime. And then there was one year I had Drew Brees. And that year Uh, I actually won the championship. Dude,
2: Drew Brees was a weapon back in the day. He
1: was a weapon, bro. 300-yard games, getting that four-point bonus. All day
2: long, shout out Marquise Colson.
1: Oh, not not <laughs> only him, uh, what was it? Yeah,
2: Jim- Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Ted Graham was a bro. Out. That entire offense was all pro Ted Ginn. Oh my <laughs> Jimmy, Ted yeah, Ted Ginn. Ginn. dude. Jimmy was like 6'9, Jimmy was like a 6'9, 280 pound tight end. I ain't meeting him in the C gap, I'll tell you that much.
0: Hey, I'm going to throw an aim at you guys real quick. This was a Saints receiver, I think, for a couple years in, like, 2000. Around that time.
2: All right. I, I got one, too. I got one, too. Okay, okay. This.
0: Who's yours? Go for it.
2: Mine's not on the Saints. Mine's not on the Saints. That was oh. a random player. I just thought. Okay.
0: It. Well, I'm thinking of Tommy Lee Lewis on the Saints. He, I think, oh. I think I had him for, like, a week or two. It was, like, during someone's bye week I picked him up, and he had, like, two catches for me, which in this league – is oh yeah,
2: worth its weight in gold. If you can get somebody that won't get zero, that is a win almost in a lot in a lot of terms. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you, a, yeah, I'm going to give you a Saints receiver. Then I'm going to give you somebody else. Saints receiver throwback, early 2010s. Had a little stint in the league with the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to go to the numbers of 83, the happenings of the... Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. (laughs) Nice. Nice. For the next player, we're going to head over to the southern hemisphere of the United States of America. We're going to head over to the mean streets of Dallas-Fort Worth, where we have a number 19 played along the lines of the 2008 to the 2012 era. Small slot receiver, known for his ability to shake off a defender. Let me give you the name of Miles Austin.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Tavon Austin. (laughs) Maybe Miles I'm. Austin. All right. Yeah, dude, we could do I mean, that's the classic meme of guys can sit around and list names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, it's honestly electric. It's honestly so you know, electric.
0: Back in 2015, who remembers DeMarco Murray leading the league in rushing and then oh the Titans gosh, made a him. Dog. That, was dog.
2: that was Trevor's dog. That was Trevor's boy, man. That was Trevor's boy.
0: Well, I'll throw this in there before we do the recap and before we hit the music and get off to an electric start for the recap. <laughs> Gavin, you mentioned Peyton Manning earlier back in the inception of this league around 2013-14. We were middle schoolers. I probably don't have the year exactly right, but whatever. We were middle schoolers. I believe it was the two of you and Gavin in this Peyton Manning Broncos jersey that got featured on Channel One News in the oh,
2: morning. Oh.
0: That is the oh my god.
2: Bags.
0: Y'all sent in a picture on Super Bowl Sunday when Cam Newton was facing the Seahawks and the Legion of Boom. No, no, no. <laughs> a- no, no, no. It was it was the
2: Broncos versus the, the Seahawks, bro. The yeah, Broncos was were
1: Seahawks. Yeah, remember the Seahawks that destroyed the Broncos.
0: Yeah, well the first <laughs> the first play of the game was a safety, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, dude. I just remember that picture being flashed for like a total of like one second, and then you guys, like you guys were. Like, I just heard like, from the hallway, every class erupt. It was just like everyone started yelling and then everyone in my class just looked at me. <laughs> oh,
2: who wait, who did you have as a teacher during that during that time? Mrs. Fergurski. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bro, let's not forget oh, hour, bro. Mr. Petrowski was like, oh, the celebrity. <laughs>
2: hey man, that's better than being in Miss Wagoner's class. French. French oh, no. one. Hey, hey, shout out, shout out Kyle Kukla, though.
0: All I know is my Scott Evans dropped your guys' names, or maybe it was was Julian that his name or Julian Dujerec? I don't remember, I don't know how Julian I remember Dujeric. these names.
2: Where did you pull that memory from, dude? Like, uh, I don't know, it's got to be the, buried.
0: The wine feeds my brain, so there we go. With that, Ethan we will give Gavin a little bit of a rest here, but not much because this is only going to take us three, four, five minutes. I don't really know. I don't make the rules. Start the music.
2: All right, for the first matchup, we are gonna start in the East with Lickety Split taking on Sparty Squad. And in this one, it's all won by Lickety Split, winning 111 to 64. Sparty Squad doing their best Michigan State impressions by losing by a lot, and management having ethical misconduct as Devin had six guys score below seven points.
0: In a tale of adjustments, it was the team that just made a blockbuster trade, nearly doubling up the score of the team that had two empty slots on the bench. Hmm, Devin appears shocked after Kirk Cousins' injury, and maybe his players listened to the tire pumping and a flower throwing on last week's pod, rendering the talking heads the biggest villains this week. And the new-look lickety split features a 30-point spot from the barracks as Tank... Dell storms the beach at Normandy and gets the job done grabbing win number six with a spotlight.
2: On the other East matchup still in college school, the Filipinos, Rashad White scores 25 in a matchup where I really wanted to see some Filipinos whoop up on the white man. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I love it though. <laughs> Tyreek Hill not only handed the Chiefs seven points before halftime in Germany, he also left Philly zoom trocken raus, which translates to out the dry in German. David once again starts Justin Herbert over Mac Jones, and somehow it was the wrong decision. And yet he remains in the top four in the league with six wins. And as always, Black Bear Nation,
2: Black Bear Nation. Over to the south now. The feeling reigned over the Ligers, and folks, I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a bad night for the Ligers as they failed to break 80. Like a Liger, I guess wins are sometimes like mythical creatures, hard to believe they exist.
0: If the feeling was feeling an onslaught, then ask and you shall receive, my friend. Gavin had four dudes score 20 plus and the Ravens defense did so as well in a matchup that featured a total 39 points scored on the defense between these two squads. Unfortunately, the Ligers quarterback room uncertainty reared its ugly head as Brad was left with a coin. He was left without a coin flip between Russ and Gino, excuse me. And Gino came up with his worst game since he was a New York Jet. Both teams at least four and five. And the heat is on for the home stretch with three of these wild card spots very much up for grabs.
2: Folks going to the South, staying in the South, we're gonna talk about some Southern hospitality here. Trent takes on the entire Alabama Trevolution, winning by one point, halting the riots in Tuscaloosa. Joe tried his best, but the rest of the team just seemed to burrow away
0: very nice, E. Maybe the worst defensive matchup ever as the Giants and Cardinals combine for two points. Yet, it's a low-scoring affair nonetheless. Records are made to be broken, and I haven't done a sniff of research on this matter, but Trent won on the Lions' bye week for probably the first time ever, thanks to a one-off 20-point performance from Bucks tight end Kate Otten, who is now available on the waivers, if you'd (laughs) like to pick him up. DRC sits atop the mountain in not only the division that would win a flag football game, the south uh but also the whole league we'll see if they can survive mahomes bye week after surviving the lions by week.
2: do you believe in miracles it's getting cold folks chris pulls off an upset of a century in an all-time tight end matchup this is the first time in league history where four tight ends were started in a single match but folks the only thing that was tight about this one was Roshan Johnson and Tyler Higby fighting for who could score less points chips by 40
0: you know what guys i'm i'm going to have to call it i'm not feeling well let me take my temperature i got a fever i got a chips fever Despite the Broncos winning in matching this week, I've got a Chips Fever. Now this is one that got me more bricked up than a Russell Westbrook three-point shot in 2022. My rival Chris gets a quality win after hearing all the chirping last week. Josh Allen puts the cape on. Stefan Diggs puts the cape on. And Dalton, don't call me JC Schultz, with a 10-catch game to put this thing in firm control. Spink will bounce back as his bench looked worse than Shrentz on Alliance bye week in 2015 when Joint Bell was the bell cow running back, but a good win for the Chips nonetheless.
2: Burr, it's getting brisk out here. In fact, the Bass Pro, boom, the explosion was so stroud that it hurt everyone's feelings. Bad joke? How about this for a joke? Kyle started someone named Bobo, he scored zero points, and he's still beaten eight by 25.
0: Nate might as well just simplify his team name to the Dutchman because the only thing flying this week was another airstrike from the Bass Pro Bombers who know, who now are right back on top of the race to defend their trophy. Pretty ironic that we had a CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young matchup, but it's no problems in sight for Houston as Stroud puts up 50. Kyle gets a combined 0.9 points from George Pickenson and Jake Bobo, who Ethan mentioned, who is rostered on 0.5% of teams in the nfl fantasy football app and it didn't matter at all good for kyle
2: last division here we're headed to the wild wild west and laws don't apply to these teams as mr Moo robbed clarky in broad daylight i guess it's true what they say nothing good happens when the sun goes down and it's a full moon Bartek takes two shots of moonshine for my guys, Dak Prescott
0: and Young Way. Cool, probably the most boring matchup of the week, to be honest, but the moon continues to wax, wane, shine, reflect, and provide conspiracy theories about whether or not the Americans actually landed on it. It's a shame that the Chargers couldn't come through for Clarky, excuse me. He had three of them dudes in his starting lineup, although he might've suffered more on the Lions by week than anyone else with Jared Goff and Josh Reynolds both out. One small step for man, one giant leap for the moon in the West Division standings.
2: Wait, wait, do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's time for the last matchup and folks, this just in, we have breaking news. Rob's team stinks! Three, five, six, seven, four. No, I'm not reading the phone number to your auto insurance. I'm reading the the stat lines of Rob's top five skill players. Karch avoids the dumpster by 10 points.
0: An all-time ugly quarterback matchup both on the scoreboard and with their looks with Gardner Minshew and Kenny Pickett. But Minshew definitely wins the facial hair battle and the fantasy football game for Karch. Rob gets a Cowboys ass 35 points from his charges defense, but his team ultimately lets him down as Aaron Rodgers remains a voice in the locker room for some unfathomably ridiculous Reason Karch talks the talk, walks the walk this week, and just like that, he's right back on track with a fifth win and maybe a surefire starting quarterback going forward in Josh Dobbs. And that, my friends, is the Week Nine recap. Gavin, we'll go to you first, hot off the skillet. How did we do? And is are there anything anything you want to comment on from Week Nine action? That was
1: phenomenal. Um, I think I just want to take it back over to the Battle Bombers give them credit. We're ready to do. They've won three games in a row and are looking like quite possibly the hottest team in the league right now. Um, and let me just say, I had more receiving yards than George Pickens did last Sunday. So, when you're <laughs> receiving four, puts up five, five, and one, and you still score 152 points, that says something about your squad. And with C.J. Stroud leading the charge, you know, I just, I see a bright future for these Bass Pro Bombers. And other hand the matchup, you know, I give Nate's love, pat him on the back, and he just shits in my hands. His team's looking pretty average these days. So,
2: Ooh, sorry, little, Nate. A little extracurricular activity from the feeling camp. Shot at the Flying Dutchman. Gavin, can you dive into that a little more? That seemed like it had a little bit more than just a friendly shot there. Is there more under the covers that we're not getting to right now?
1: Um, you know, Nate was one of the guys that I engaged with a little bit of trade talk with. I was, you know, inquiring mm. about Bryce Young. And, you know, of course, this dude wants T- Harry McLaurin. Oh, give me Terry McLaurin, and I'll give you Romeo Dubs and Bryce Young. Yeah, Nate. Like, I'm going to give you Terry McLaurin for, like, the third string on the Packers and, like, the second-worst quarterback in the NFL.
0: Yeah, look, anyway. Nathan Willett trying to fleece somebody on a trade. Color me
2: shocked.
1: Man. <laughs> Just know if Nate
2: offers you any players, it's probably because he thinks they're dog shit. So just assume that he's giving you the worst of the
0: worst. <laughs> Nate, Nate literally is. He is the Bill Belichick of this league.
1: He just you <laughs> yeah, don't pick rough. up the
0: phone. Nate calls, you don't answer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I make the mistake of making the call sometimes, and then I wish I didn't. Because then <laughs> the one, the, fish, the fish is on the hook, you can't get them off. You know, he just Gavin, wants I want
2: <laughs> I want to comment on it a, on a something. Also related to your managerial experience here in the league, you know, you've, we're, we're 10 weeks in, right? You've had some time to sit with your team. You've had some time to sit in the chat and kind of observe, assess. Is there anybody or anything that's really just ticked you about this year? Is there anything you would like to voice your opinion on? Whether that's league rules, whether that's banter, whether that's the trading scenario, what's, what's got you going this year?
1: The fact anything, that there's not an active QB on the waivers is really grinding my gears right now, Gavin. Gavin. I, you know I'm a hard guy to take off. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Like, I don't really get mad. I'm I'm really good at brushing things off. But that's that's got to take the cake for me, man. It's I gotta I ask
0: do. you. I I have to ask you this because you do have Carson Wentz on your roster. Are you starting rooting, QB right now? Are you rooting for a Matthew Stafford concussion? You can be honest.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Ah. Oh, uh, anyway, God. can we uh, take our attention over to the Spartys real? Quick? I'm just I'm looking at his score right now, 65. Um, starting Aiden O'Connell at quarterback, and with the backup, you know, we got who's this Tommy DeVito guy from the Giants? Like, well, hey, he's got, got him story? starting this week. He's got Is Spartan Squad falling off the map? Because I know we, we had him in the throne. We, look at Gianni. I don't know, look man. Gianni, I, man us see, with Gianni, questions. I see someone falling from a mountain right now. And, you know, Dev, if you're hearing this, if you're listening to the pod, I got a quarterback that can make your problems go away. If you're willing to, you know, shave the sharp edges on your team and round out your team a little more, I think it makes them work.
2: I will say this, Devin, I was, so when I was watching the games last week, Devin got hosed low key, like yeah, four totally of did. his guys got hurt in like the second quarter and they were like out for the entire game. So I was just at that, after that, <laughs> that happened, I was like, okay, I kind of got it in the bag, but. um yeah.
0: Including Kirk cousins, which de- I mean, that definitely matters.
2: I mean, injury bug has struck Devin for sure.
0: Kirk cousins got hammered uh who else here cam Akers is on ir you still got darren waller on ir this kj osborne character is questionable this week not expected to play
2: Dude, uh still kj osborne, osborne got absolutely walloped in that game he got like sandwiched in between two guys he was limp on the field he like wasn't getting up it was like bad it was like one of those things where they didn't have to show it and i was just like oh my gosh and jamar chase of course sunday night football he goes down with an injury so it was yeah. like. If I'm Devin, I'm just, like, I'm shaking my head. I don't even know what to think.
0: Hey, Ethan, the Osborne thing, it was one of those uh, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, where they're like, all right, we're only going to show this once for our squeamish audience. We've got to – We've got a concussion sandwich over here, and we got a man down. We'll be right back after the. They're playing like soft music. Is that the the Joe?
2: Is that the yeah? The. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing that underneath.
0: They're like, we'll be back after this. Hope he's all right.
2: This guy Joe Buck, man, he's got (laughs) some real audacity to be talking like he does on camera. Sometimes, like, have some decency in that moment, you know. But he's got a total TV voice. I'm a, I'm a big World Series guy, and Joe Buck in the World Series is an absolute home run, no pun intended.
1: Ooh. Hey, I know it's, like, cool to, like, hate on Clarky Boy and all that, but, like, this dude really getting hoed with the injuries this year, and, like, I'm looking at his team next week, looking at this guy's starting lineup, and I don't see a hole in this guy's squad. It's looking pretty solid to me. Like, this receiving core, Deontay Johnson, Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel, Jacoby Myers,
2: no. Tyler Boyd as the fifth option? Mid. 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 Well,
0: know. how about this? How about this, Gavin? Let's dive right Boy. into it. Let Could let's, get into, lock our, the
1: week?
0: Let, let's get into the preview. We can make this somewhat quick. I mean, we can just kind of whip around here, but Gavin, uh, Kid Carts taking on Clarky Boy right now. Uh, as we record on a Thursday night, Kid Karch out to a 4 nothing start with Cole Komet having a couple grabs. Gavin, who do you have between Mitchell and Clarkie?
1: I got to give it to Clarkie boy this week, honestly.
2: Hmm. For the, I reason, don't see for a the hole in this guy's being team. the receiving core?
1: I don't see a hole in this guy's team whatsoever. Matt Gay, phenomenal kicker. Tampa Bay <laughs> He starts
2: with the kicker. That's on brand. <laughs>
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Tennessee Titans. You know, probably get like 12 points there, whatever. Debo Samuel, what a playmaker. Michael Pittman, he gets targeted at least once every drive. So, it is what it is. Deontay Johnson had a great game. Jacoby Myers is the new Devontae Adams. So, say what you will about that. Jacoby uh, Myers, like... He gets targeted. He doesn't even get targeted that much now that I'm looking at him. But, hey, <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Just take my word for it. And, you know, Austin Eckler, touchdown magnet. Javante Williams looking good. I just I don't see a hole in Clarky's squad when everyone's healthy. I got him. Very high card.
2: praise from the, from the feeling to the Clarky camp here. Gavin, I'm going to have to take the other side, though. I'm going to have to take Mitchell's squad. And I think Kid Karch is hitting his stride at the right time. He's at the point in the 10K where it's mile five. He's got our. Uh, what's the what's the artist you were saying in the beginning? The Flint Town RMC, RMC Mike. He's got RMC Mike in his ears. He's hitting his Mitchell. prime right now. He knows he's got to close the race. Mitchell provides insane running back play with Alvin Kamara, Rashad Stevenson, or Ramondre Stevenson. Sorry, and Jameer Gibbs. That three man squad alone does more than I bet Clarky's entire receiving core does this week. And then he's got he still got C.D. Lamb and Nico Collins that are capable of putting up twenty twenty five. So I see this leading Kid Karch's way in my opinion. Trent, what do you think?
0: Clarky's in a weird spot because he's got Jared Goff, but then he also has Austin Eckler and this Everett Gerald Everett character on the Chargers. So he's rooting for a Detroit L.A. shootout, which I don't see happening. I think Detroit's just going to run the ball down the Chargers' throat. And if you look, Karch has Gibbs. So hmm. I think you know Mitchell probably has more potential to boom rather than bust this week. He's also making the correct decision to start Josh Dobbs over Jordan Love and Gardner Minshew. By the way, Gavin, get on the horn with Mitchell. He's got three dudes.
1: Three quarters. I'm trying. I'm trying.
0: He but just rejected one him. of my
1: trades before coming on the pod. So of course he did. I'll take March this week. All right, let's move hey, on. Trent
2: Trent, Trent is, is uh is David Montgomery playing this week.
0: He is, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. He was a he was a full participant in practice today, which means to he is go. back on track. Uh, Rick Dalton taking on Hyde, Miss Rune. Rick Dalton off to a hot start with 10 points, although it's really just because the Panthers' defense is on his team and the game just started. So there you go. Uh, 10-0. Who do you guys have here? Ethan, we'll go to you first on this one.
2: I, I mean, I would just be remiss to not say Jack here. I think Jack just should win this game. Robbie is still starting Miles Sanders and that's a problem. Um Trent you mentioned the Panthers defense but let's not forget that Miles Sanders has negative 0.5 points right now. And I just think there is no there is no looking up from this Rick Dalton squad. He has currently reached rock bottom. When I see everybody on his squad, there is nobody that is going to save him from this from this drought. There is nobody that is going to pull him out of this 16th spot. At least Chris has Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Swift. If those guys can all string it together for a week, that's given a win right there. Robbie does not have the pieces that can put it together. He is currently at 16, and I don't see that changing for anybody listening. Give me the moon and give me a handy win by the moon. Jack goes on to quote in the chat that if Robbie beats him this week, he will wear the skirt. So, wow. if there is some sort of upset scenario, you know, one in a million, Jack will be the one wearing the skirt if Robbie does finish in 16th.
1: Go ahead, Gav. You guys ever watch the show Barter Kings on a and
0: yes. Never
1: in my life. It's like It's like two guys, right? And they start with something like a wrench or a pencil. And they're like, all right, guys, we're going to trade this wrench up to a truck. And then they just go out and just make like deal after deal after deal with like random people and slowly trade up, surely but surely trade up to a truck. And I think what Robbie's done is the complete opposite of that. I think he started with a truck and he's just slowly traded his way down to a pencil.
2: I would love to see like I would love to see Robbie's team week one, like what it looked like and then worked it and how it's worked down to where it is. So let's look. Trent, you can go ahead while I look.
0: Well, I just was going to say, in Rob's defense, like, of, of course, this is a Rick Dalton podcast. I've voiced my support for Robbie several times. But I've always thrown in the caveat of, you have Aaron Rodgers in there, get him out. Rob, we can we can agree on everything in the world. I know you love Freddie Mercury. I know you love Jimi Hendrix. I know you love, like, I love all those guys. We can sit and talk music for four hours, never disagree. We will disagree on this Aaron Rodgers bullshit. He ain't coming back. I understand there's no one else you could put on that IR, but having him in your locker room is simply bad vibes. And on the flip side, like you guys said, Jack's going to put his money where his mouth is because he don't want to be golfing in that skirt. Um, So I think, you know, Rob has like everyone and their mother on a bye this week, and it just sucks that we're at that point in the season. But yeah, give me Jack.
2: So Rob, week one, had Deshaun Watson as his starting quarterback. He had Rashad White and Bijan Robinson as his running backs. He had Amari Cooper and Jalen Waddell as his top two receivers. This doesn't look like that bad of a team if it was. Not a back.
0: bad team. It's right. not a bad team on not paper Not a bad all.
2: team at all. And then, yeah, something went downhill. I think he traded for Puka Nakua. I think he did that with you, Gianni. Did he not?
1: Yeah, I think he did. I, think I got you... Rashad White and Mari Cooper out
2: of that. Oh my gosh, you robbed him!
1: And Deshaun Watson.
2: Oh my gosh,
1: yeah. Anyways,
2: we can move on to the next matchup. No, I didn't hindsight, see. hindsight's twenty twenty.
0: Well, let's Always do it. Is. Flying Dutchman, Flying Dutchman is five and four, taking on Chips Fever, hot on a one-game winning streak. Uh, Gavin, who do you have in this one between Nate and Chris?
1: Flip for the matchup on my phone. Who do I got in this one? Oh, uh, I got Nate in a blowout here. In a blowout?
2: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> blowout. Have some love for the kid, man. I don't know. Nor I mean, is the highest team guys in the league right now.
1: Projections. you guys ever look at the projections or listen to them? Yeah, player?
2: projections don't mean shit.
1: They don't. But, you know, Nate's projected to win by, like, 17 points. And so, you know, maybe I give Nate the win by 15 here in this one.
2: But if there's anything I know about the Flying Dutchman, is that team is cursed. Okay, I think DK Metcalf
1: is going to start seeing some better days. You think He's so? see Some better days. Yeah, that dude is an absolute animal, and he has been very quiet this season.
2: Man, Chris, I just think Chris's team is on the come up. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to take Chris, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I'm going to take Nate to win this match, but I'm going to I'm going to leave it like a ten point margin of error. I'm going mean, to give it. I'm going to spread is set at minus 10 and a half for me. And I'm going I'm going to say Chris covers.
0: so you you guys both have a comfortable win for the Dutchman who is sliding versus a chips fever team that just got its first one of let me you guys are out of your goddamn mind. Let me lay this out for you. Chris has Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in primetime on Monday night football playing that Broncos defense that is dead last in every single category in the league. There's that. He's got this justice Hill character at running back. Who's who's all the Ravens have in the backfield. They got a gritty game against Cleveland. Then there are opportunities all over this board. Jackson Smith and Jigbo plays a terrible Washington team. Brandon cooks plays a terrible giant team. I got Chris with a bullet. I am running to the podium. This is my lock of the week. Chips fever over the
2: top. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to back up Trent here. I'm going to back up Trent a little bit. I still have Nate winning by a margin of 10 or less, but I'm going to back up Trent. Look at Nate's squad. Trevor Lawrence is playing a hefty San Fran defense. Yes! Saquon Barkley is playing the best run defense in the whole NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. B. John Robinson's playing Seattle defense has been fairly good. And then like like Trent said, Josh Allen, listen, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, um, and you know, Josh, I'm gonna leave it at Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Both those guys together can score 60 points.
0: Ethan, so, I, you took the words right out of my mouth.
2: Give I was me gonna the say rest the of those build. guys to score 50? And like Don't you're chill. looking at Ain't putting up 26 again. I don't don't, know, don't call me J C Schultz. He might. That I will guy, say this C J Stroud slings the rock. Okay. Chris could that be guy. down
0: sixty going into Monday Night Football and win. Like you said, oh, Ethan. Like absolutely. Chris, like, we will not know about this until it's over, over. But I love I love Chris here. I do. Keep stacking him, Chris. Two in a row. Let's go. Um. Let's move on. Let's go. Bass Pro Bombers taking on Make Delmar great again. Speaking of C J Stroud, him taking on Lamar Jackson for Spence. Um, Ethan, do you have Kyle or Spence with a win here?
2: Give me Kyle, man. Kyle's keeping the ball rolling as usual. Um, I've kind of thought, I mean, obviously I've been teetering this for a long time, but Kyle's got a good team, man. And I'm not afraid to say it. I think it's only a matter of time before Devonte Adams has his 30 point game, whether it's now, whether it's next week, whether it's the week after he's going to have it and it's not, and it's not going to just flatline here. So give me Kyle. He's going to keep the ball rolling against a shaky Spencer team this week. Um, He's got a few guys out, you know, the Chiefs and the Eagles. That kind of hurts him. But Kyle with another win, and we could be smelling some playoff contention here from the Bass Pro Bombers.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Spencer's team, and Trent, you would know better than me. Uh, Khalif Raymond and Jamison Williams. I mean, are those really good options to start up with the receiver? I don't think so. I think that we got the Bass Pro Bombers uh, handling Spencer make Delmar great again this week. Uh, I think that Kyle's receivers are going to show up today, or I mean show up this week, and that we have a good game from George Pickens and Devontae Adams. Um, yeah, I don't know about Thielen. I'm looking at him right now. He's at two points in quarter three, so. They're all right, Gab,
0: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned what you did about the Lions receivers because I actually – I don't know about Khalif Raymond. I mean, he's usually good for like two or three catches a game, nothing crazy. But in this league, we know that's you know worth its weight in gold, like we said earlier. I think this is Jameson Williams' game. I really do. This Chargers defense is bad. They don't have any good corners. They've got Derwin James back there, of course, ball hawking. But I just think this is a game where Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta draw all the attention. From the defense, J-Mo might break free for one or two. Now, he's got to fucking catch the ball. That might help. But I I, this is a game where I think, you know, Jameson Williams dropped a walk-in touchdown against the Ravens for Spence, and Spence still won. I think this is the type of game where J-Mo gets in double digits. And uh, I like Spencer. I like Spencer here. So let's – wait, Ethan, did you go yet? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, sorry, drunk. All right, um, let's go to Ligers versus Trevolution. Um, this is supposed to be a low-scoring affair. Trev coming off a coming off a loss. Brad trying to get back to five hundred. Ethan, who do you have in the Geno Smith versus Joe Burrow slugfest?
2: Just an all-time matchup here, folks. If we're talking about a team on the downtrend, it's the Alabama Trevolution over here, and. As much shit as I like to talk about Brad's squad, I think I think the Ligers squeak one out here. I think Kenneth Walker and Bijan Robinson finally put one together, put two and two together here, and I can see them both having 20-point games, and the Ligers skating by Trevolution barely. Give me the Ligers in the close one.
1: Go ahead, Kev. All right. I think I'm going to also take my pick and – Put my money on the Ligers this game. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Saints defense going up against the Minnesota Vikings. And I know the Vikings are planning on starting Josh Dobbs. That dude has practiced with the team for my friends one week. You can't learn an NFL offense in one week. I don't care who you are. I think he got lucky last week, and we could see. We're gonna see the Saints defense absolutely slaughter. This young quarterback. Um, that being said, Trevor does have Devon A. Chain coming back next week, which is going to give his team definitely a big kickstart. I'm sorry, Trev. You're not winning this week, but your future's looking pretty bright. Um, Trevor is hundred percent
0: winning this week. Joe Burrow's going <laughs> off. Um, he, Trevor's getting back. Trevor's the second best team in this league behind yours. Truly. He, he, Trevor's team is a juggernaut. Also Trevor and I, Trevor beat me the first time I beat him this week. We have a grudge match. I think week 13, maybe. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Nah, tre- none of y'all want to play Trev. Don't lie to me. None of y'all want to play Trev. He's got the, he's got the Cowboys defense. Joe Burrow is back to. Doing Joe Burrow things, and he's got a bunch of dudes who just put up points. Um, and he's doing his thing. A, a-, a- chain was cute when it happened. Trevor proved he can win without him. Also, one kind of weird thing the Saints are starting to work in Taysom Hill, so you know, he's starting to like throw for touchdowns and shit. And in this league, if he's doing that.
2: That's a I mean, cheeky play. That's you know what I mean? I mean,
0: He's the seventh-ranked tight end in fantasy, and I think he only has, like, five catches on the year. Like, he just, <laughs> he just throws the ball he just and whatever. Yeah, good good for Trev. So I got Trev this week. All love for Brad, though, of course, the Cole Barons man of the year. All right, moving on. Sparty <laughs> squad taking on still in college. Now, we've mentioned how Dev is kind of free-falling at this point. He's got Tommy DeVito in his starting spot. Meanwhile, David, with Justin Herbert, scheduled to take on the Detroit Lions on Sunday.
1: Uh, Gav, who do you have in this one? Uh, I think I have, still in college in this matchup, I think Justin Herbert is not going to have a great game, but I think, uh, with that being said, Rashad White, Joe Mixon, they're starting to look pretty solid. I know Joe Mixon catches a lot of passes from Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow's starting to heat up. And I think this Cincinnati-Houston game is going to be an absolute shootout. So, I think we can expect big numbers from Joe Mixon and Travis Etienne running against that San Francisco defense. I think he's just going to get uh held in check under 10 points. I'm going to I'm going to go lock in the under at Travis Etienne. Under
2: 14.22. Look at the and under here from the kid
1: yeah i'm gonna take the under on him uh i think david squeaks one out by five or less this week
2: trent what do you think
1: um
0: hmm. i want to pick Devin because i you know gave him a lot of props last week but i'm just i'm looking at this team and i gotta call it how i see it man I, i don't know um this might be, I I will go on record. I think this will be the tightest game of the week because you look at both teams boom or bust potential. I I, I Devin probably has more boom with ETN and Brees Hall. You just you look at who those teams are playing. It's kind of like, eh, you know, the Raiders are playing the Jets, and they're kind of motivated to keep playing for this new coach. Meanwhile, ETN's playing that San Francisco defense that is stout, as Ethan would say. So I'm gonna take David, but I will go on record. I think this could be. This could be decided by less than 2 points. Ethan, what do you think?
2: I don't think this is going to be as close as you guys think it's going to be. Honestly, I think I think David wins this one pretty handily. I just I think if the I think if the Cowboys let up anything more than a field goal, it's going to be like a loss for them. Like there's just no way this DeVito guy drives the ball in Dallas against that defense. I just don't see it happening, especially after like killing them the first time they played. Then, like you said, the matchups aren't great for Devin's squad. Jamar Chase is questionable. We don't even know if he's gonna play. I think I think David's guys, I, I think this is gonna be a low scoring game, but let me tell you, I don't think it's gonna be a close game. Give me like a 94 to like 78 game. Okay. Uh, that, that, that that's that's my take. Low scoring, but David's gonna win by 10 plus.
0: Okay, well let's get into it. Um, the next one, Ethan. We got two matchups left to go, and we'll save me and Gavin's for the best for last, you know. But uh, we have a palindrome of records: the six and three lickety split taking on the three and six Filipinos that somehow still have that cheating bastard Connor Stallions as their logo. Now this one's <laughs> interesting because Philly did have two Chicago Bears going in tonight's action. It's now you know they're halfway through the third quarter as we record, so Philly is currently up twenty-four to nothing. But, um, Ethan, we'll we'll go to you first here. What do you think?
2: Yeah, you know, as as we were sitting here, I, I watched Dante Foreman score t- score touchdown, which is never a good thing to see as somebody who's playing against him. But um, I think this is just I think this is going to be a dogfight. If you want know my honest answer, whenever me and Philly meet in the A gap, it's always it's always head to head contact. It's always going back and forth, back and forth, trading hooks, trading blows. And it's really going to be a matter of who makes it out in the end. You know, who can take more punches? I think this is going to be somewhat of a high-scoring match, if you want my honest opinion. I'm still kind of battling with the Deshaun Watson versus Will Levis um, uh, play here. But, you know, I think if if my guys are finally starting to put things together here, I want to see a big game out of Calvin Ridley. I want to see a big game out of Jonathan Taylor. I've been waiting. I've been waiting like a child waits to trick-or-treat on Halloween morning. I've been waiting for Tony Pollard to have somewhat of a game. And, and I, I believe it. Like I believe in God, I believe it, that it's going to happen one of these days. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I think my guys are going to somewhat, somewhat show up a little bit here. Tank Dell is coming off a 30 point week. I could see him doing something big again, but like I said, this is going to be a dogfight. It's, it's a classic.
1: It's one for the books, but give me myself. Obviously. Gab, what's you think? Ethan, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, I know Tony Pollard hasn't been that great for you this season, and Jonathan Taylor's been a little underwhelming, but I think these two guys are going to start to get going, and when they do, you're going to have the scariest set of two running backs in this entire league. And then you pair that with Kelvin Ridley and Cooper Cup. I mean, shout out to the old squad, you know. Of course, I got to root for my old squad. Yeah, Like, half this team is what I drafted here, so... I think it's a smart move. You playing Will Levis instead of Deshaun Watson because the Baltimore Ravens defense have been... That's a scary defense, man. That's an absolutely
2: fearful defense.
1: Yeah. You guys don't know about this, but I proposed another trade to Jack with the Baltimore Ravens defense involved, and he didn't want to hear that one either. (laughs) Anyway, I got got Ethan in this one in a nail-biter. All right, well, first of all, I'll shout out
0: Philly because he and I did have some dialogue this week. Never got a deal done, but we were discussing a potential deal involving a certain uh, blockbuster wide receiver in this league. And Whoa, can we
2: get hard. some insight? Can we get some insight?
0: Hell no. I'm best. I'm the best team in the league. I'm not telling you shit. Um, I will say this. Uh, Lickety split, Ethan, I do think that you starting Will Levis over to Sean, I don't know if that's what you're actually going to roll with, but right now... I think that's the key to your win because hang on, Will Levis is playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for those who don't know, I just started a job down here in Florida, Southwest Florida, and a lot of Buccaneers talk. And I'll tell you right now, the the temperature on Baker Mayfield and the Bucs is not good. They think they're cooked. Um, the fan base wants Todd Bowles fired. I don't think this is a good week for the Buccaneers. And conversely, Will Levis – was on a roll last week throwing a D hop. I think they had like a three or a four, three touchdown connection, four for D hop. I don't know what it was, whatever. Um, I just think that's going to be the, the, the nail in the coffin for Philly because Philly's kind of riding the bears heavy right now and whatever. I will also say this, and I'm just rambling at this point, but I always throw out my defensive matchup of the week. Bills playing the Broncos have a lot of potential to score some points for Ethan And Steelers versus the Packers in Pittsburgh have a lot of potential to score some points against uh, the Packers. Yeah, you're right. That's a good matchup. That's 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 something to watch. Now, every time I say this kind of stuff, it's usually like the the defenses score like five points and seven points. But, hey, you never know. A blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. We'll go to our final matchup, the matchup of the week, because two of the uh, two teams are on this uh, panel here. The feeling – 4-5, 4-5, takes on Detroit Rock City, 7-2. and two. So, as we stand right now, the big draw right now, Gavin, is that A, Mahomes is on the bye week for me, so I've got Taylor Heineke starting. B, you do not have a quarterback. You have Carson Wentz right now, and as we joked about earlier, you are praying for a Matthew Stafford concussion. So, Gavin, just give me your thoughts on this one, and uh, what do you think happens?
1: I think we've discussed my quarterback struggles enough. Already, Um, I'm going to keep reaching out to managers as the week goes on. But, you know, I am not going to take a chunk out of my starting lineup to just have a fighting chance to beat you, Trent. Like, no one's guaranteeing that I'm going to win, you know? Let's say I somehow scrap together. Let's say I got Will Levis from Ethan, whatnot. No one's saying that I'm going to win against you. And then all of a sudden, I'm down a decent chunk of my team, and I'm just... You know, what do I think? Very analytical,
2: analytical way to look at it, Gianni.
1: Just some, like, some team that's not yeah. going to make any noise in the playoffs. You know, maybe it's in my bench, best interest to just take an L against you this week. And then, and you know what,
0: Gavin? It, it's a marathon. Then it's not I a nice,
1: razor thin margins. That's the kind of operation that we're running this year. And, you know, I, you got to be willing to sell it all to win the championship. And, for me, I'm a guy that likes to take risks and bet it all, so that's kind of where my mind's at as of today. E, what say you?
2: Well, Trent, I honestly, want I want to hear you what you say because I I feel like I should be I'm going to be the dissenting opinion here, so I feel like you should say your piece on why you okay. think it's going to be good.
0: Sure. So this is a good chance for me to you know feel free to fast forward for the next. Three minutes, if you don't want to hear what I have to say here. This (laughs) is a great chance. This is a great chance for me to give the Odyssey of Trent Valley and Patrick Mahomes. I do not like Mahomes. I never have. I think he's a cocky prick. He's a great quarterback, and he's the best we've ever seen. So two things can be true: I despise him. I also picked him in the second round this year after picking St. Brown 14th overall on the back. On and the, and the snake back, I was the first domino to fall in the quarterback department taking Mahomes because I said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being, you know, make the playoffs and lose. I'm basically the Detroit Lions of this of this league. I wanted to take the next step. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to draft Patrick Mahomes. I'm done with this Jared Goff, uh, Marcus Mariota back in the day. I've had a ton of middle of the middle of the pack quarterbacks. So I take I take Patrick Mahomes and he is just very very average this year. I know you'll look at his numbers and you'll be like, uh, he's top five in the league. Yeah, but he's been number one with a sledgehammer each of the last four years. <laughs> he's he's very very pedestrian by his standards. For me this week, I won last week's matchup, but after scoring less than a hundred points and Mahomes scored less than twenty. Like, dude. I don't need you to be spectacular, but can you not, can you just not put up zero points in the second half against the Miami Dolphins defense? That's all I ask. So long way of saying I have Taylor Heineke starting this week and I feel great about it. Give me Detroit rock city. And I like, you know, the lions are coming back off the bye. I got the lions D I got Sam Laporte. I got, I'm in Ross St. Brown. I got David Montgomery. And I also a little sweetener James Conner coming off IR. he, Probably be a game-time decision, but it's looking like he's trending towards playing. If he doesn't play, he'll be playing next week. So I got my guy back, uh, fellow cancer survivor. Shout-out to James Conner. That's all I got. Give me Detroit Rock City in a fairly comfortable, I'll say 10-plus. How's that, Ethan?
2: (laughs) I like it. And honestly, I'm not going to have a long-winded answer here, honestly. Gianni, the squad's looking rough. With Jalen Hurts at the helm – it's ride or die. And if you don't got a backup option, you're missing out, like we said, on that automatic 30-piece. And I think that 30-piece is going to be very telling here. I think I like what you think about um, not selling the team for a quarterback because I was going to ask you, you know, what's your where is your mind at if you lose this week? Is, is it win or go home, or do you think we still got a chance here? If you think about a wild card spot, you you're one game behind Devin right now. So you're still breathing, okay? You're still mm-hmm. breathing. Don't sell it all right now just because you don't have a QB. I would keep keep your heart in, keep your faith in the squad, roll this one out, and then wait for next week.
1: I'm already looking at next week, and that's an auto win. So I'm you not really worried about week 11. Um, <laughs> that dude got like six players on a buy. Yeah. That's, I'm going to be five and six. You know, and then I'm gonna have to like win a couple games late in the season, and that's where it's gonna it's really matter. Se- it's gonna be this. It's gonna be the, gonna be the, the second round beat, of divisional beat,
2: matchups in the second that, round. Of that's match- when it's right-up. really about to hit the fan.
1: Yeah, you know, I think boys, if you want to trade with me, this is it right now. Because after this week, I'm not trading. My team's locked.
2: Well, I think the I think the trade deadline is approaching. So that might be something to monitor as well. If any deals are coming in towards the end of the trade deadline here, I might I might look that up really quick. Just just exactly when the trade deadline is, because I feel like that's important information. So let me go ahead, click on league here. When is the trade?
1: Can't have any deadline? corruption happening, you know.
2: You're right. You're right. Um, the trade deadline is November twenty fourth, two thousand twenty three. So I guess we still got. You still Thanksgiving? got a couple weeks.
0: Oh, that's the that's uh, the day after Thanksgiving.
2: That is the day after. That is Black Friday, Trent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Black Friday <laughs> fire sale at noon at the trade deadline.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that is still... when the trade deadline is. That's when players are going to be wheeling and dealing. But just everybody keep that on your radar if you're still listening. Gavin, I will also throw in there. I
0: do. I I admire your approach because you're exactly right. I mean, Ethan laid it out and actually did the research. I'm glad one person on this panel does a little research because Ethan <laughs> mentioned, you know, you're one game out of a playoff spot. And even if you fall to four and six, there's a chance you beat me. Of course you got to play the games. But if yeah. you fall to four and six, like you said, razor thin, it's, it might be win or go home, but you keep yourself in the fight. You stay in the fight. You have Jalen hurts coming back next week instead of dealing him away. And you're playing Jack who has a lot of guys on the buy. So I do admire your approach. We'll see how it works out. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And of course, the beauty of this little podcast we do is we can circle back and see if all these takes age. If they age like fine wine or if they age like two percent milk. And with that, <laughs> I think we can uh should we get into a little bit of a throne room doghouse type situation, Ethan?
2: Yeah, let's let's roll them off. Let's roll them off, Trent. After a week hiatus. Can't wait to hear him. Oh, yeah. It is a week hiatus. This is good.
0: After a one-week hiatus, we are so, so back. Ethan, heavy is the head that wears the crown, and who are you crowning first this week?
2: What are we starting with, throne room or doghouse? Throne room. We are starting with the throne room. Trent, I set the throne on your head. I feel like I've been the one to do it every week. I gotta. It's just, it is what it is. It's unspoken. You, You belong in there. You sit on the throne, my friend.
0: So I'll go off the board. I'll continue a tradition that I've had, which is I respect Trevolution. I mentioned it earlier. I put my balls on the table. I think <laughs> this I guy. think he's the I do think he's the second best team in this league with a bullet. Give me Trevor. I'll give him a crown. Look, we didn't even mention Trevor lost by a point and a half or one point seven, what bad math, drunk. But if he would have started the Cowboys defense over the Cardinals, which you'd think is a no-brainer, I wonder why he didn't do that. Um, If he would have done that, he would have won and Trevor would have been firmly in control and we'd be having a different conversation because I would have taken my second straight L and Trevor would be number one in the league by a mile. So I got to put Trevor in there, man. Razor thin margins.
2: You know, Trent, you've always been a Trevor advocate. I feel like I've kind of taken the other end of that. A lot of times I've been a Trevor D advocate, if that's the thing. For the third spot, I'm going to put a team that is trending in the right direction. And Trey, You've almost inspired me to kind of be a little more ballsy with these picks. I'm going to pick a team that's been trending in the right direction for a few weeks now. And finally, for the first time, belonging in the throne room, the Bass Pro Bombers. Welcome in young man out of Springfield, Missouri, Kyle Kukla. Welcome to the throne room, my friend.
0: Yeah, Ethan, we've built somewhat of a chemistry and rapport on this show, and when you continue, like when you're when you're leading up to your uh, when you're giving your explanation to name your team, I always have like last week it was Philly when you gave him the Walter Payton, excuse me, the Colbert Award. <laughs> the
2: Colbert Award.
0: Like you're describing it, I'm like it's got to be Philly, and it was. And this when you were saying that, I'm like it's got to be Bass Pro, and it was. So Kyle, welcome to the throne room, Ethan. I'm putting you in there. Um, you basically doubled up Sparty Squad. And uh, you know, Deshaun Watson has allegedly paid for his sins, but you got Will <laughs> Levis coming in next week, and I, I think you're going to win next week. So I think you're going to stay hot. So I I, I got to put you in there.
2: I hope so, man. Thank you. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. Just wait till we're at full strength. That's what I'll say. All right. Well, guess what? It's time for now. Ooh, 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 ooh.
1: <laughs>
2: it's time for the stinkers the stinkers of the league trent you want to round us off here start us off with number one um
0: uh, i don't want to say rob it's the low-hanging fruit one
2: of us is can going we to bambo- can we do something here trent let's not put rob in the doghouse he's such I, a given let's yes. just not let's just not he knows am, he's in the dog. I like
0: it. So, so here for the chaos. We're not putting Rick Dalton in the doghouse. He is out of it. Um, hmm. I'm going to put Nate in there. Sliding. He's sliding. Great <laughs> dog is sliding. And like I said earlier, if you didn't hear my prediction, he's going to lose this week, and he's going to be 5-5, five and five, and he's going to be looking very, very mediocre. So I'll put Nate in the doghouse.
2: Ooh. Well, Trent – I'm going to go ahead and put the Laggers in the doghouse. The Laggers have have always had something on my shoulder about the Laggers all year. The Laggers are making their way into the doghouse. I think I had them in there last week as well. I love Brad, but Brad, I don't love your squad. Bijan is not looking like the rookie of the year we thought he was going to look like. Give me the Laggers in the two spot for the doghouse. Uh,
0: I'm here for it. I understand the context, although I do hate to see my Cole Barron's Man of the Year award winner Um, at midseason, of course, with the asterisk in the doghouse. Um, Ethan, a couple years ago, a few years ago, there was an SNL skit with Drake and Will Ferrell with the Toronto Raptors, and they were like, from now on, if your handshake sucks, we will beat you. And from (laughs) now on, if your logo sucks, you will be in the doghouse. And Philly, the Counter Stallions thing, it is not landing with me. You lost and (laughs) you're now three and six after we were giving you all this credit early in the year for maybe hanging around and being a threat nah none of that philly doghouse
2: uh trent you're not gonna like what i'm about to say you're not gonna like what i'm about to say what are you what are you gonna
0: do what What?
2: i'm gonna put a team in the doghouse that i believe has been trending downwards and
0: Oh my Obviously, God.
2: you know what I do. I make data-driven decisions. For the past four weeks, this team has failed to break 110 points. <laughs> and in this league, you know what we say: you gotta score 110 if you want to compete with the best of the best. A team hey, that failed Ethan. to score—what?
0: What are we if we're not objective?
2: We are nothing. We are nothing. We are literally zero. Trevolution. Okay. Welcome to the doghouse, my friend. The dogs are barking. I am here to hold you accountable, my friend. I haven't seen a number one, number two seed game out of you like I did in the beginning of the year. I haven't seen it in a long time. I mentioned you last week. I'm not afraid of you. And Trevor, I need to see something if you're going to make your way out of the doghouse. Sir, welcome to the bottom.
0: All right, so there you have it. Ethan, I love it. I'm here for the chaos. That's our second. Uh, you know, after I put Jack and both a couple weeks ago, you put Trev in both this week, or I, I guess I technically put him in the throne, but you threw him in the doghouse. So there's yeah. that, uh, after a long awaited one week hi- hiatus, I can't even talk. Good thing we're winding down here. Um, there's your <laughs> throne room doghouse. Uh, one last thing we want to do before moving on. We do have Gavin here, Gavin, do you, is there, is there a lock of the week for week 10 in this league that you love that you're going to put your, you're going
1: to sign your name in blood. I mean, should I go for the low-hanging fruit, or should I go for...
2: No, make a risky play. Nobody the likes want. the low-hanging fruit, man.
1: My lack of the week is going to be Clarky Boy against Kid Kash. Wow.
2: Whoa. Whoa, that is a ballsy play. That is a very ballsy play. Do you care I-
0: to elaborate, Gavin? I think I elaborated earlier when we were talking about well, the matchup. That's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so rewind uh, it. Yeah, go rewind, people. All right, Ethan, rewind you- if you want to hear me ride Clarkie's dick, but I'm not erect. <laughs> Pause.
2: <laughs> Pause. Yeah, I'll give you my lock of the week, and and again, not a lot of people are gonna like this, but maybe inversely, a lot of people are gonna love this. Give me Nort over Nathan Willett. Oh, my lock wow. of the week, plus. Eight hundred odds right now. I'm getting a lot of value. I'm getting. I'm. I'm stacking. I'm compiling. I'm compiling. Give me Nort over the Flying Dutchman. The curse is real. All right, Ethan.
0: I feel like we're playing a game of one up in each other because every time I give a take, <laughs> you just give a take that just trounces mine. So I get the last word here. Revolution's my lock. He's beating the ligers this week. He's getting back on track. Like, uh, Okay. I. I will also say this more so than any week we've done so far, I'm 100% confident in all the picks I gave this week. So I'm going, I'm going lock. I'm, okay. I am the lock Smith. I got locks all the way down. Locks. All the way down the docket. Okay, Gavin, is there a fantasy player over on their fantasy uh, projected score that you really like this week? Obviously, we can include Thursday Night Football game as we are recording as the Bears and Carolina Continue to shit down their legs each. Uh, Gavin, is there a certain player you like?
1: You know, I think I'm going to take Bijan Robinson over what is he projected? 10.86 points. I think Bijan Robinson comes out and has a game. That's those Aaron the Cardinals.
2: Okay. I mean, that's a solid play. Trent, what do you think? What's your lock of the week?
0: Uh, Ethan, I'm just going to continue to ride this horse till it bucks me. I got Will Levis over 17. I don't think that's that outrageous. He's playing uh, again. I mean, I don't want to act like I have some inside info on the box. I don't, I just know how the fan base feels down here. They fucking hate Todd Bowles. They hate the team. They don't like Baker. It's bad vibes. And I think that Will Levis, after coming off that brilliant performance, you know, two weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, I think he, uh, you know, stays on track. And I think he'll he'll put up at least twenty for you. So that's my lock of the week. Who you got? I, I, I
2: Trent. Since you said that, there is no way I I can sit him now. I was I was trying to decide whether I should sit him or not, and uh, you making it your lock of the week is now forcing me to keep him in the starting line. Well, so I'm gonna you, go ahead you and
0: have him. two you have two very good options. Not I shouldn't my, say very good. My but,
2: heart and my history would tell me to leave Deshaun in simply because he's a storied veteran in this league, but the Ravens defense. Is yeah, scary like no other. There six Those dogs, guys they're... have, yeah, that's absurd. They Sorry, have the capability to shut down an entire offense. I, we've seen it. We saw it with the Detroit Lions coming in red hot to a game and then only giving up six points. Like, I'm not thrilled about that with, with Deshaun Watson. And it's these AFC North matchups, man. The under is just the play all of the time. So I'm not going to be surprised when I see the under hit in that game. I could see Deshaun Watson being more of a game manager. So I'll I'll let you say your piece on that if you still have more.
0: No, that's all. I I, I right. talk way I talk way too much as it is, and we are approaching an hour and a half. So I'll wrap this thing up here. Um, I'll give you guys some time to pull up the lines if you want, but let's get well, hold hour. on. I
2: gotta make my lock of the week, Trent. I gotta make my lock of the week.
0: Okay, well, go I, go I, ahead. I Sorry, anyway. it's wrong. Listen, no.
2: as as I pull these up, I always just like look at one random ass player and then I make a take. Give yeah. me the Luke Musgraves over, <laughs> Trent. Give me the Luke Musgraves over Green Bay oh, tight end against Pittsburgh. He's, he's slated at 5.78, three catches, 47 yards. And I think he breaks that with the three with it. Yeah, that would give him 6.2, three catches, 47 yards.
1: There you go.
0: Okay. So Ethan has Luke Ethan. Musgraves doing a goddamn Lambo leap at Heinz field.
1: <laughs> Ethan, that's funny that you said that because I did the same exact thing. I just looked at my phone and Dijon Robinson was the first person I saw. Yeah, like that boy's going over. Give
2: me the Luke Musgrave.
0: All right. Well, Ethan, I apologize for arrogantly jumping the gun there. I have a tendency to do that every now and then. And I will we'll we'll close this out with the NFL lines. Um, let's do it. Really weird slate. I don't know if you guys saw, but last week I think the under hit in every NFL game, except for like two or three of them. Uh, so yeah. the under seems to be the play right now, but I'll tell you who I absolutely love this week. And i it's just kind of piggybacking off a lot of what I've said so far. Titans minus a half uh, playing Tampa Bay Sunday at 1 o'clock. I love that. It's a, it's a pick em. Uh Who wins the
2: game, wins the spread. I got the Titans. Ethan, do you have one for us? I do. I do. And I think I have a little bit of a hot take here. Um, I saw a stat the other day about the good old San Francisco 49ers coming off of bye weeks. And I heard that. Their record off of buys was not very good. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover three. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover three. This is in Jacksonville. San Fran is coming from Pacific time to East Coast time. And uh, this is a 12 o'clock game, so something they're not very used to. And, um, yeah, I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. And I think Trevor Lawrence has been making a name for himself as a game manager. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover. Gianni, throwing it over to you, what's your lock of the week?
1: Man, I'm not much of a sports gambler. I'm more throwing a couple bucks when the Super Bowl hits, you know. But I'm looking at this Saints Vikings game and I'm seeing the Saints are favored by three points. I think that they're going to handle the Vikings this week and hit on the over. I like that. Saints over three. Yep. All right. So Gav has the Saints,
0: Ethan has the Jaguars, Trent has the Tennessee Titans. Um, Gavin, before we wrap this up, we do want to throw it to you real quick. We always give our guests the floor to say anything you'd like to say, any famous last words.
1: Okay. You know, I think that I'll take this time to pitch an idea. I like where this league is going. I think that we're starting to take it to the next level with this podcast, with the diss tracks, talking in the chat, talking smack. I propose – that for the draft next year in August, we book a boys trip in August and rent a villa, and we all <laughs> just like go out to Nashville, bro, and then just have a freaking weekend, do the draft in person, play some golf, and hang. You know, just like one year chance to get back with the boys, everyone's together. Don't you remember when we had that? Like yes, yes. in person draft, Spencer's basement, bro. That was awesome. Well, yeah, that but was I needed forever. that. Yeah, that's- that's where the feeling was that. born, Gavin. That's where the feeling was born. I'm pretty sure I needed that suggestion. Then, but that's Inject when that when suggestion that into my veins. Bad feeling. Hey, can I add a layer to
0: it? I yes. think yes. we should we should do Nashville or Vegas or Miami or one of these cities where we're all going to get absolutely plastered. And then what we should do is we'll do it offline. We'll do it on paper, off-line, and we'll yeah, do like maybe. One, on, We'll do it all day. It'll be one round every 30 minutes, and we just progressively get slow. Oh,
2: that would be electric. (laughs) That would be electric. Uh,
1: Who can keep their shit together?
2: We need to What are we gonna
1: do if like there's like one person that can't make it though? They lose their pick. There's not there's always they would have to call call in.
2: They would have to call in. Yeah, it is calling. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Not I can it. say one thing. I can say one thing to be on the the watch out for. Nate Willett would pour a shot of water in his cup and say it was tequila because he is <laughs> staying sober the whole draft. I'm telling you that much. I'm telling you I'm going the challenge that, on that one. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Not only that, he'd be pouring rounds of real liquor for everyone else while he drinks water. That's what yeah. he would
2: do. Dra- Jack is going to draft Shea Patterson in round three. I'm also going to say that Jack's going to be about three shots of Hennessy <laughs> deep and take Shea Patterson, the backup quarterback for the new England Patriots. He's going to him in round three.
0: We're going to be in like round three. Everyone's going to have their sunglasses on and it's going to be like, all right, Jack, you're on the clock. He's going to be, all right, let me tell you.
2: <laughs> you know, that was here. a really good Jack impression. No, <laughs> somebody will for sure draft Tim Tebow and he is not going the be in <laughs> a few years. That will happen. But it would be, Gavin, that that would be an awesome time, and I'm so here for it and down for it. It's needed to happen. We've needed to discuss and speak into fruition a boys' trip of some sorts, and I think the earlier the better of hashing out the details for that.
1: For sure. Maybe take a Friday off of work, you know? Yeah. yeah. Travel. Get down there Friday night in the wise words of frosty the snowman let's make a party
0: out of it uh ethan do you have any final thoughts
2: yeah it's right you know it's been a long podcast i'll close us out here um listen guys we took a week off last week you know we did our little mid-season special and um we had gianni on here we had a great time it's always fun to catch up with the guys and we say it every week. We we do this league for, for us. It's, it ain't about me. It ain't about we. It's about us. And we come here day in and day out. We grind. We put in the hours at work. And we wait for the weekend. And what brings the weekend? NFL Red Zone. Seven hours of commercial free football with Scott Hansen. Sponsor us, please. Yes. With that, with that, we work for this, guys. Let's enjoy it. We are we are a league filled with camaraderie. We are a league filled with competitiveness. We are a league filled with togetherness. So let's embrace that this weekend. It's coming into the holidays. Boys, I'm stoked to see you. Gavin, I'm stoked you came on the podcast. And gentlemen, let's just have another fantastic weekend. Get some rest. Stay safe. And let's have a great Sunday.
1: CB, we fucking, miss you.
0: Fucking A. Yes, we do. I'll get miss Journey C.
1: Tran for the league. We can explain to 18. Holy, back, shit. You
0: Holy shit.
1: Holy <laughs> shit. All right. That's all I'm going to say. A,
0: we have a bid for an expansion team. <laughs> journey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> journey trip. I heard not beat we... barrels on the waiting
2: list. Oh, my journey God. Trail. Oh, jeez. Granville yeah, High School. We're really, like really scraping uh, the barrel here. <laughs>
0: Last Dance Machine class of twenty eighteen. For Gavin Petty and Ethan Risinga, Gian Easy E. It's your boy T Bell. Good luck, everybody. Thanks, Gavin, for joining us. And uh we'll circle back soon. One prize.